With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What do millions of Americans and three U.S. presidents have in common? They all get a better night's sleep in Bowl & Branch sheets. Their best-selling signature sheets are made with the finest, most luxurious 100% organic cotton and get softer with every wash. Right now, get 15% off your first order at B-O-L-L-A-N-D-Branch.com with promo code LUXURIOUS with free shipping, free returns, and their 30-night worry-free guarantee. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hardy's two for five dollar breakfast baked goodness into your morning. Choose a biscuit with sausage and egg, biscuit and gravy, or French toast dips. Any two, just five dollars. Hardy's goodness in the making. These items only. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. Hello there, guys. What is going on? Daniel Childs back here again, live from Brisbane. Well, not exactly live. You're watching this a little bit later. Sorry, we had a stupidly early flight from Adelaide this morning back to Brisbane. Of course, we were here for the first week, if you remember, when England were starting their tournament off against Haiti. We're back here again. They're facing Nigeria in the round of 16 and then probably, most likely, as, as a bird makes noise behind me there, um, heading back to Sydney, uh, basically for the rest of the tournament, whether they progress or not. So I wanted to make a video. I was actually planning on maybe doing it later when I get back to my hotel, but I thought let's use the amazing surroundings here in Brisbane and talk a little bit about Chelsea. I was able to watch this morning basically all of the Borussia Dortmund friendly that looked like it, Chelsea were going to be defeated on the final game, which you know wasn't the end of the world, but it would have been a little bit frustrating. And then an incredible moment right near the end for Mason Burstow, who for him, I, I think as a 19-year-old who probably wasn't expected to get much action this preseason, I think it was pretty ironic that a young Chelsea player scored that final goal of preseason because it kind of summarizes what the main positive of this preseason has been which is giving some of those youngsters real minutes uh, under Mauricio Pochettino I think it's really valuable and I, the expectation is that Burstow is likely going to go on a loan of some kind whether it's I mean maybe I think a championship loan probably I think Premier League maybe is a little bit too much for him at this point in his development maybe but for him just to score that goal Branagh-esque vibes in Amsterdam with that header and Again, I think the performance, despite not scoring as many goals as we probably should have, the concerns over uh, Christopher Nkunku, uh, we'll wait to see how serious that injury is. I mean, he was walking after the game. He had an ice pack on. And the concerns over the pitch, the concerns over Marco Correa and Raheem Sterling that have already been had over this preseason. I, I think, again, I, I've, I've said this throughout preseason, I, I think it's been a really, really productive one for Chelsea. I I think you have to go back to like 2019 or maybe 2016 under Antonio Conte for a preseason that just gave Chelsea, I think, very good game time um, to get some rhythm, to get new players involved, all of that stuff, and feeling confident ahead of the new season. Um, there are people who probably, you know, I know Chelsea fans who, who go to games who aren't that fast at all about preseason and barely watch any of the stuff that goes on during preseason, and their judgment will be made. Uh, on that Sunday against Liverpool and, and rightly so to be honest because that's when the serious stuff begins but I do think for those of us who like to focus on pre-season who like to look at the way the team is shaping up some of those players that maybe you don't expect to get minutes 
I think it's been a really, really enjoyable time. I, I think it has. I think that Nicholas Jackson is probably my stand-up player. I know that for some people, Ian Matson, of course, has, has really impressed. I think Carney Chukameka deserves uh, a lot of praise too. Mikhailo Mudrik had some dazzling moments throughout preseason as well. Ben Chirwell, I think, looks at his best uh, before the start of this season. Thiago really shined in, in the last game. There have been many players who have had their moments, as they always do in pre-season. Uh, but Nicholas Jackson, I just think the way he's kind of spearheaded the attack throughout this preseason, the way he looks like a really good focal point, his movement's really good, his relationship seems to be growing quite naturally with the players around him. And we saw that again. I mean, the only shame of it was he didn't take his opportunity when he rounded um, the keeper, Meyer in the first half. And he, that would have been an incredible goal. It really would have. The way he made that run, the ball over the top, I think it was from Silva over to him. Um, the way he chested it down, the way he got round the keeper. Just a shame he couldn't keep that shot down. But it's the fact he keeps on making those runs. And it's also the fact that Chelsea players keep on finding him. I think this has been a frustration of ours for many years, right? It's like seeing a Chelsea striker or a Chelsea forward of some kind make a run and then not being found by a direct pass and then we just keep on recycling nonsense possession for, for no reason. I'm I'm infused by the fact that it seems like on the Pochettino we are willing to play that direct pass, which may not work out right, but I would rather take that opportunity and be more direct and try to utilise those players who can play vertically than just... That those safe passes that don't get us anywhere it, it may be like with any tactic right I mean at the level that Chelsea are playing at and the level we play at now tactically it kind of is a little bit predictable that Chelsea are going to hit the ball long to Nicholas Jackson there's got to be more inventive ways of doing that right but at the same time I think for a team that has looked so stale and so um, just languid over recent years not just last year last year was the extreme but I mean in recent years we've watched Chelsea slowly tap the ball around as a as a centre forward just waits patiently and never gets the ball. I think it's it's a real refreshing change under Pochettino that I think we can all be infused by. Um, I think on top of that... Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7-litre high-output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power, whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks. This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Um, just looking at the way the squad's been utilized during this preseason, I've been, I've been also really encouraged by the way certain players have flourished. I think the use of Ian Matson is really encouraging. And now we know Levi Caldwell has definitely signed that new contract and is now playing. He should have scored himself. I mean, he, he missed a sitter in the first half. Um, I'm, I'm glad he got that out of his system now because, you know, it's one of those chances that even for a centre-back you should be burying and, and would have been a nice way to, to cap off that contract in Chicago. But at the same time, I, I think that the way we have seen players, not only ones, it's not just always about, you know, I, I, you know I have a soft spot for academy players. It's not just about that. It's also the fact that we've seen Nkunku play well, get, get minutes. Nicholas Jackson... Um, Cesare Casade, Andre Santos. Um, I, I love the way uh, Conor Gallagher has been utilized. I mean, he just looks absolutely perfect uh, for Pochettino's style of play. And I mean, listen, that's not me. I, I don't act all smart. I think <laughs> anyone who knows who Conor Gallagher is could have told you that like five months ago. It's not that's not groundbreaking analysis, but I just really hope that, <laughs> that Chelsea understand that because it's it just 
for me naturally means that Conor Gallagher's going to stick around um, and hopefully be a really effective player for Pochettino throughout the course of this season because that's going to be really, really important. I think on top of that, um, we now have to speak about some negatives. I have kind of three negatives from the game, slash four. Um, firstly, it's the pitch. Um, and this is a more kind of like general problem with US friendlies. The pitches are kind of mediocre to terrible. I mean, I know I always reference this, but it's the only US game I've been to watching Chelsea is um, is the Arsenal one last year. And these pitches are clearly not made for football uh, on a regular basis. They're, they're not made to, to play Premier League football. They're, they're usually used for other sports or in the case of the one in Chicago, had recently held an Ed Sheeran concert. Now, I understand, right, it's pre-season. This is not Premier League or Champions League football. This is not a World Cup final. But for a a nation and a marketplace like America who wants to have more Premier League football and wants to have some of its biggest teams and stars and clearly has a lot of support in America, I think if they can't get the facilities right and that is endangering players' fitness, I think there needs to be a rethink. I I, I think... It's just it just looks bad, and I, I know Scott Trotter, my former colleague at Football London, was out there, and and he was you know showing pictures beforehand, and you watch it. I mean, it's just it was a terrible pitch, and Chelsea have really bad injury problems generally, right? And I'm not going to sit here and tell you Christopher Nkunku wouldn't have got injured um, on Stamford Bridge pitch, right, or, or wherever, right? Like we know we've got serious bad luck or just fitness issues in recent years, but at the same time. I also look at that pitch and go, as we've seen with Ruben Loftus-Cheek in recent years, as I've seen with certain players in other games in the US, it's just, it, it also just doesn't play well. It doesn't make a good game. And I think for a, when you're at this stage of pre-season like Chelsea are, and you really want to be at a great intensity and you really want to be finding those connections, when you've got a surface that just isn't going to be comparable to anything you're about to play on for the rest of the season... This may seem like a small matter to us, but I think for for players and for fitness, it just it's just it's just more of a, a sour note, really, rather than like, oh, it's the end of the world and it's the most important thing. And I just hope for Nkunku's sake, it's it's going to be okay. And he seemed to be walking after the game, but that you know that as we know, that isn't always the sign that a player is okay. I mean, just because a player isn't being stretched off doesn't mean they aren't injured. Um, and given how close we are now to that Liverpool game, you know, just over a week till that game. Um, I, I really hope he'll be okay because he's been a really, really exciting player and you want to see him and Mudrik and Jackson really link up more. But those are my thoughts. Obviously, we've had more Casado nonsense in the past uh, in the past few hours. Him liking Colwell posts. Um, apparently, Brighton are now briefing people saying that there's been an unnamed Saudi club that they aren't going to tell Casado about who have bid for him and it's just all getting a bit nonsensical. I said this in, I lose track of days, sorry, I think yesterday's video that maybe there is more optimism on the Chelsea side that this can be done. I just I just find Brighton's stance a little bit weird, like why wouldn't you tell the player? Maybe not tell Chelsea, but why wouldn't you tell the player? It's starting to rain as you can tell, so I'm going to wrap up the video now. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea. I'm going to get into the dry before I get drenched out here and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.